listening to the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm your host, Jane Nakata, a New Zealander living her best life in Fukushima, Japan. I'm a podcast consultant and the creator of Pod Launch with Jane, a system that helps you create your dream podcast without all the drama and hassle, leaving you more free time to do the things you love to do. This show is for people who want to hear stories of women who are doing amazing things here in Japan and across the world. You'll find loads of inspiration for how you can live your best life wherever you are. I'm glad you're here. Let's get on with the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm your host, Jane Nakata, coming to you from Fukushima in Japan. We are getting into spring here. How is it going with the demasking in your part of Japan? Not really happening here in Fukushima. Oh, well, I don't know why I thought it would be any different, but actually I saw something really fun the other day on Instagram that said, you know, we're not actually demasking. We're probably just going to the nose mask and then the chin mask and then the mask on the wrist. And then maybe we can just keep them in our pockets for a while after that. So that made me sort of think, yeah, that's probably more the pace that we're at for this demasking thing. And of course, in some places, it's probably going to go better than others. But uh, perhaps after the kids go back to school in April, when they're officially allowed to go back with no masks on, then that will speed things up, I think. Yeah, so that was a challenging sort of thing for me. I was feeling very frustrated for a few days there. And then I sort of remembered, you know, this is how everything happens in Japan very slowly. We will get there eventually. Oh, well. So if you need something to cheer you up today, you are in the right place because boy, do I have a ray of sunshine for you today. My wonderful guest is Mary Wanjohi. She is such a fun person to have on the show. I really enjoyed talking to her. She really lifted my spirits. We're talking a lot about being kind to yourself and finding ways that you can help if you have the bandwidth to be a helper these days. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the Transformations with Jane podcast. It's great to have you on the show today. Good morning, Jane. Thank you for having me. What a beautiful day. It's so it's, sunny. I feel like, wow, what a day. And a do you know day. what it is today? Yes, I do know. It's Well, we're recording this on March 11th, 2023. It's that day. If you're in Japan, you'll know what that day is. Yeah. Did, do you remember what happened? Well, you were in Japan on that day, weren't you? Yes, yeah. I was in Japan. It still feels so fresh, uh, you know, because I remember getting in, getting out of the house. The first thing I did, I didn't even have time to wear shoes. I ran to mm. the school ground to go grab my son, right. but they would not let me take him. So I do remember so very well. It's, it was very scary. The aftershocks were very scary. It was. It went on for a long time, didn't it? Yeah. And so now this year is the 12th anniversary of that day. And yeah, and here up in Fukushima, there are some things happening, memorials and things happening today, uh, tonight, especially candlelight memorials and things. But I was walking down the road thinking, wow, look how far we have come that today I can walk down the road in this sunny day and just enjoy this beautiful weather. And I don't feel 
so sad or、uh, stressed like I would have felt in the other years before. So it is kind of a situation where time heals a lot of. Well, it's not just time, but having that time to every year remember, remember, remember is really important. And now we can approach the situation. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't feel as heavy as it used to feel, or as stressful. Oh, that's、yeah. uh, that's great to hear. You know, my heart goes out to the families. You know, that are left, were left behind. You know, today could exactly. Be yeah, I for those.、Hope. Yeah, those yeah. families. It's probably still a very sore day for them. We were one more lucky families, that's for sure. So. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to why we're here today, which is to talk to you, Mary. It's lovely to have this chance to talk to you one to one. I know you through the Make March Matter group. Yeah. Please introduce yourself, Mary, and then let's talk about why you're in Make March Matter. Yeah. So、uh, first, you know, I'm from Kenya. You know, I've been in Japan、uh, for the last twenty one years,、mm. and、uh, you know, now I feel like I'm more Japanized. I don't know how you want to translate that, but I, I do love、uh, being in Japan. And yeah, how I joined MMM, it was like I'm not an internet person. You know, yeah, I'm a very、yeah. like I want to see people face to face. I want to talk to people. But you know, when the COVID hit, we were all stuck in the house. You know,、mm. there was the shutdowns. We could go anywhere, and my job was very strict. We were not allowed to go more than fifteen kilometers. Wow. Your job yeah, told you so, you had to stay within a fifteen-kilometer radius of your home. Of your home. Wow. Yeah, it was very, very strict,、uh, and、mm. you know, so we have computers. We have to work from home, so they、mm. will know where you are. But anyway, also I have integrity, so I like to follow rules. I don't know if that comes from yeah, living yeah, in well, Japan for long. That helps if you live in Japan. Being able to follow rules does that. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't always like that, but you know. <laughs> yeah, so、uh, when I, that happened, I had to look for people to talk to because if、mm. I don't talk to people, I might go crazy. You know, sure. And that's how I actually I first found the women group few, and then from there I I met、uh, Miss Jennifer,、mm-hmm. and then she she was like, oh, we have this group, and that's how I ended up being in MMM and.、Mm. Wow, it was a life changing because、mm-hmm. then I built this community. You know, we were there. I was there every Monday, every Friday. You know, we have the conversation. We are keeping each other. You know, feeling better. You know, motivating, inspiring, checking on how is your mental state, all that. So that's、mm-hmm. how I ended up, and I really, I truly love that group. I, I still, you know, I'm a big member of that. I like to be there every now and yeah. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So, yeah, tell us about what you do and how you help people. Well, I do. I'm a very spontaneous person, but I can say I love psychology. So most of the things I do is more on the mental health.、Mm. I love to help people. So I'm a master INLP neuro linguistic programming, and I'm also a life transformation coach.、Uh, mm. Yeah. So basically, I INLP is more of a psychological approach. You know, yeah. You're gonna look on the behavior, thoughts, to be able to to help people、uh, get clarity of the what they want. And you know, what life coach is more about now and future、mm. and setting the the goals. So that's what I actually do. And I also teach、uh, leadership skills, team building, communication, relationship,、uh, using the 
Maya's Bleeds uh, 2 framework, yeah. mm-hmm. so which is really good because it kind of just uh, tells us the differences we have as human beings, which is something we have. It's not something you inherit from your parents or anything, you know, mm. it's something you're born with. It's like when you start writing, you automatically, when you're a child or do using your heart, it's like, do I use left? Nobody teaches you how to do that. It's just something you just natural. Do, yeah, what works for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, so mm. it's the same with our personality. You know, we do have different way of how we receive and, uh, you know, give energy. We have different way of mental process, different way of the way we approach the world. So that's what I teach is because it helps the teams, you know, know the differences. You know, when somebody's door is closed, it doesn't mean that person doesn't like you. It's just like, they need to process internally. When I'm coming in the morning, like almost screaming, good morning. It's just like, that's how I get my energy. So that's what I do. And I mm-hmm. truly love doing that, you know, to organization, mm. couples. Right. I also do to couples, uh, when, couples when they're struggling with their communication. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. That, And so, yeah, it's great to have a, a place to go in English, right, for couples yeah. who are struggling yeah. um, with their communication. Fantastic. We have Mary in our community who can help us with that if that's something people need. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, like, what, what can we do as foreigners here in Japan to build a life that we can really enjoy? What do you think, like, you must see a lot of people who are struggling and what are they missing from their lives that is, or what is it about them or the way they're thinking or something that, that makes their life unhappy in Japan? Uh, one thing I'm going to be very honest, is the mindset. Mindset. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we have our culture, we have our beliefs, you know, when you're growing up, whatever you're growing up as a child, you kind of get these beliefs, values, and everything, you know, the differences. And then you come to Japan, where it's a different country, it's a different world. Mm. So you have one thing I can say, being a, in a healthy me- mental state and having the self-awareness, then change, you know, changing your mindset, not changing your culture, you know, your culture, your beliefs, your values are still there, but at least accepting the change. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. accepting that change and then to embracing that change and then, ha- you know, having the mindset of like, this is how we do in our country, but this is how we do, you know, just be more curious of like, okay, they do this way. There's also a different perspective, which doesn't mean that yours is wrong and theirs is wrong. So when you have that open, open mind, then I think that can really help you get where you want to go you know you are still going to have your culture your beliefs but that that you are also going to accept and embrace i mean embrace the changes that happen my story is like i came from a very small town in kenya Mm. like i was a farmer like everything we had we were growing we had cows i know how to milk all all the other can you imagine me coming to japan and going to shibuya i almost froze (laughs) Right. <laughs> I must have nearly died of shock, right? <laughs> yeah, I was frozen. I still have problem walking in big stations like Shinjuku. I don't know if I can live in talk those big cities. 
<laughs> I'm glad to hear that. I'm really glad to hear that because I also struggle. I was on the Shibuya, um, that big crossing in the front of the Shibuya station the other day, and all the people <laughs> were crossing in all the directions all at once. And I was like, how am I going to get across here without like, you know, like this, how does this work? And I was just kind of feeling overwhelmed. But luckily, I was with Lindsay Sawada, who was on the episode just recently. And I just like, okay, just just stick next to Lindsay and follow her. And maybe you'll make it across this, this crossing. It was just, it was just this like nothing we experience here in Fukushima or in my home country. So yeah, I feel you on that one. Yeah. And that's after 20 years of being here in Japan, right? Still, right? And yeah. we still uh you know that's something we i still like i, I don't want to use the word struggle but it's almost struggle with but again that's a self-awareness it's a challenge yeah <laughs> it's a challenge but I, what my point was uh you know food i never grew up eating fish i still don't eat fish right so just because i don't eat fish and for example in japan there's like you know they have the best sushi and all that that there's something else i can enjoy so for me being open-minded okay there's these too many people there's this different you know way of doing things there's you know but how can I accept that and do things that are going to align with you know the culture if that's where I want to be you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. but I, it, it's it was really hard in so many ways because you know it takes a while for you to kind of recordation your brain yeah so I think uh, accepting that and learning how to do things, you know, the way that will help you, that's good. That's that's most important. And self-awareness, mm. basically. Self-awareness, yeah. Yeah. This can be very tiring, can't it, to have all of these changes, right, dealing with all of these, like every day things are so different. It's really, really tiring, and it takes a long time to build up your kind of stamina for this this life. And I really notice when I do get a chance to go home to New Zealand, oh, like <laughs> just uh, everything seems easier or I just know what's going to happen generally, uh, not always. And that can be a reverse culture shock too, when you go back and things have changed while you're away. But mm. generally things are the same and you know what's going to happen. So we have to be kind to ourselves, I think, right? When we yes. have these down times or worn out times yeah, yeah i think also building resilience is very important yeah you know and uh, what i mean by that in life uh you know our brain are they are building in a way that they it's easy to focus on the negative side of the world yes it's natural because they're there to protect you you know it's not a bad or bad thing you know our brain are built there like when the day job when you there's a sense of threat the first thing they want is to protect you so it's also very easy to kind of focus on the negative part. So mm. that's why uh, regardless of all the changes, instead of for me, like I don't see changes as a bad thing. I see like, okay, what am I going to learn from here? Mm. Yeah. You know, and this comes from building resilience, you know, whatever that is going in your life, you know, whatever that is going on with your life, there's always something that is good. Not there is everything yeah. is bad at the same time yeah that we focus more on what is going bad but if you have a chance to build resiliency and see what's going well then you're able to build something out of that it's going well and maybe you know get out of it you know i like that quote that always says like there's always uh 
sun or whatever after the tan or what does that say you know that cool i'm talking the about? sun always comes out after the storm or something like that right yeah yeah or there's light after the tunnel yeah at I, the end of the tunnel. I live with that yeah yeah it might be this tiny little light but <laughs> it's there <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. but again you know we are human beings and we have emotions and um that's the other thing knowing what are your emotions you know how is your mental state what is when you get such emotions, you know, sometimes we have triggers and uh, just kind of knowing yourself, I think is the most mm. best thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So what do you like to do to, to keep yourself feeling, what's it, balanced or happy? I mean, I see you're always smiling, Mary. So I think your, your general level of uh, happiness is kind of, maybe higher than mine <laughs> but <laughs> like we all have a sort of a like a what is it a natural equilibrium where we return to right and mm-hmm. and and that so what do you like to do to to help you when you f- you feel like it, oh it's been a hard day or had a challenging day or well i like to uh, first think of uh like i said i like to know to realize what happened why what made me think it was a challenging day Mm. And uh, because sometimes it's just uh, it could be it could be really it was a challenging day. But what did I learn from there? But at the end of the day, I'm focused more on the peace. You know, I think, you know, the way they say growing with wisdom, that's how I feel like. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So setting up the boundaries, you know, setting up mm-hmm. what to say, when to say yes, when to say no, mm-hmm. you know, knowing what is it that I really like to do, because if we just keep doing things for the sake of everything else, the world, you know, world is very uh, commanding, demanding, mm, mm. you know, every time there's something that the world wants from you, but just having the awareness of like, what is it that I really enjoy doing? So mm-hmm. that way I'm able to actually not get so much involved with the, you know, getting so many challenges, but, you know, there are some things we can't, afford like you know being in work you know some people mm, mm. have toxic yeah. know, work environment toxic environments you know? yes yeah i think it's a good thing to think about especially now that um life is going back to normal slowly as in things are starting up again we're having face-to-face meetings again people are have things back on the calendars again we're getting busier outside of our homes again mm-hmm. that we have to remember to say no to things that are not good for us or are not in alignment with us and it's a, it's a skill that maybe we might have forgotten over the covid time when there was nothing happening and everything got cancelled or people tried to do stuff but then it got cancelled because of covid mm-hmm. now things are happening again but yeah, I was looking at my schedule for next week and I just noticed, wow, it's too full. Like, there's too much stuff on there. How did I let that happen? Like, why did I do that? I'm go- I know I'm going to regret that. <laughs> it's, all, it's mostly great stuff. It's stuff I want to do. But at the end of the week, next week, I might be like shattered. Yeah, I might be too tired. And then I will have regretted doing all of, not all of it, but doing so much, right? I should have being a little bit more careful about what I let get onto my schedule for next week. Yeah. You know, uh, that's something I realized, especially, you know, uh, when you have so much empathy, like I'm very co- compassionate, you know, I like compassion. I'm, have, I'm a big empath, you know, 
But I realize sometimes you be you may be caught in a place where he can't do this, and without unconsciously you already responding. Yes, yeah. you know, and that's why I think for me self awareness has been a big thing. It has helped me make better decisions. So now I know, like, okay, let me check my schedule and I let you know. But on the other side, I know what is it that I'm interested. In. Like when you reached out for for this podcast, I know I like talking about life. Yeah. You know, so I was like, yeah. yeah, I'm in, you know? Yeah, yeah, you were but, in, yeah. You know, there's some things that I get invited. I'm like, okay, let me think think about it, you know? Yeah. And I'm happy to say no, like, I'm sorry, I can't. And I don't feel guilty about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you say, it's good to be kind to ourselves. That's a good point. Yeah, know? yeah. You know, uh, you cannot please anyone. The, you know, you cannot make everybody happy. The most person you want to make happy is you yourself because if you're happy then you attract the happiness from outside yeah exactly nobody yeah. else can make you happy it's your it's an inside job that's yeah. right yeah yeah. Mm, yeah i'm gonna have to reassess my <laughs> scheduling things because i had some rules right like mm-hmm. don't make a don't reserve two podcast recordings on the same day because this is too much for you Mm-hmm. For me personally, for some people, it's not too much, but for me, it's too too much. One, you can give good energy for one, but mm-hmm. two, afterwards, you're completely worn out and you don't have any energy for your family or mm-hmm. other things, right? So like remind myself of my personal rules for my schedule is, is something mm-hmm. I need to do, I think. Going forward, yeah. Yeah, but work, work family balance, that's. And and I didn't mean to cut you, but that's a good point uh, because in most cases we are really stuck with the work world and we don't value the family time. Family, right? Yeah. I mean, like if you're not happy in the house, you're not going to be happy at work. Mm-hmm. Again, and we know the work, I mean, working conditions here in Japan sometimes can be very overwhelming, you know, mm-hmm. uh, working yep. eight hours. So you know, kind of learning how to, to deal with that, you know, setting some boundaries or even having those rules and sticking to those rules, I think is very important. Mm. But I kind of schedule, my free time is on my calendar. You schedule free time onto your calendar? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So whatever, like I know I have this podcast, I know I'm having a uh, lunch later and I know my free time, I don't schedule anything on Sundays, it's called my last day. Mm -hmm. so I do schedule like something that I want to do for me is on on my calendar so that's how I make myself important too so Mm -hmm. and I I don't feel guilty at all yeah good for you yeah I do that on a Friday I schedule mm-hmm. my free time on a Friday. I've been doing this just this year for the first quarter mm-hmm. of the year. I decided to do an experiment and every Friday I block from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's mm-hmm. my free time. It's my day off. I call it my day off because the weekend is not my day off. <laughs> I'm so busy on the weekend with baseball and uh, golf or kids things. Yeah, so my Friday is my my day off. But even this week, something slipped into the Friday. It was something fabulous, but it was mm-hmm. still work. And yeah, I'm like, oh, we have to be careful about that. Yeah. So yeah, but then there's that magical moment that may happen on that day. <laughs> exactly. Gonna... So I don't regret it. But yeah. it's like, it has to be a level 10 
10 out of 10 event to get into my Friday calendar, right? Like something that's that's work-wise, right? It has to be something really, really special, which it was. So it it did calculate that, but not to let other, you know, five out of 10 events get in there or something instead. That's my time for taking a nap, right. <laughs> going and to the hair salon or whatever, you know, doing, sitting in the garden, drinking a cup of coffee. That's getting to that season. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So we like to talk about transformations here on the Transformations with Jane podcast and something that we started this podcast five, we, I say we, I started this podcast five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I decided to name it Transformations with Jane because that was the first name that came into my head. Mm-hmm. But also because I was going through a transformation at that time. I was transforming from someone who was kind of reluctant to be living in Japan. Mm-hmm. I I was I sort of thought if I ran away from Japan, my life would be better. Mm-hmm. You know, if I moved home to my home country, surely everything will be wonderful. But then I realized, well, I can't leave just now because of Mm -hmm. my circumstances. So I have to commit to living uh, the best life I can in Japan, right? I have to change my mindset as you spoke about before. So we've transformed over five years and we're still transforming here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you see for yourself in your future there, Mary? You're, what's gonna what do you see you know it's interesting because i i was just talking to my son you know he graduated university last year and yeah. i'm just working and um empty nester right but i you know i was working for myself because i never used to sleep enough you know when he was in high school i only had like four hours sleep you know being in a school for sports right mm. and then i was always tired mm-hmm. and after even when he went to college, I didn't have to be late at, you know, to sleep late. So because my body was so much used to being so tired, it took me forever and a lot of uh, mental coaching to be able to bring that part of me to my current state, you know. We wow. Had to use those so yeah. even though you didn't have the, the, that you had to do something, your body couldn't relax enough to let you sleep longer or something? It's very interesting because, again, our brain are very powerful. Yeah. And you kind of set up your brain, not set up, like your life makes your brain set up in a condition in a certain way. Unless you actually decondition it, you know, it's it's hard. You're going to, you're stuck there. And that's, I think that's what happens with the trauma as well. For example, if you're using the same way to drive your child to school or to the station, yeah. Automatically, you are you are autopilot. You don't even have to think about it. Mm, mm, mm. And this is talking of a real experience. So yeah. So when you stop and you're going to different direction, you might find yourself just going to the same direction you take. Yeah. Right. So that's what I'm talking about. So my I was so you know he was in a very competitive basketball team. Yeah. So I had to get up five and I didn't go to bed like after eleven at night. Oh wow. And, you know, a full-time mom and a full-time uh, Basketball parent. <laughs> yeah, and a full-time. Two full-time jobs. <laughs> three and three full-time too, right? jobs, right? Yeah, <laughs> and playing both mom and dad roles. So my, I was so tired. Like on Saturdays, all I wanted is to be in bed. 
Mm. Although sometimes I had to go to see sports. And then when he graduated from high school and, you know, college, I didn't have to do all that. Yeah. I was still stuck. Like on Saturday, I just want to be in bed. Right. All day. So with the mentor coaching and uh, also, you know, using the inner dynamics, uh, it's part of also the I and NLP. So I had to bring that, that me, that's part of me to yeah. see the present. That is done. Come okay. and join me now yeah. Yeah. in the present. Wow. So that's, mm-hmm. that was kind of things that I do, you know, kind of the changing my brain, my thoughts and all that. So now I'm, I'm, I'm in a very peaceful mental state. Mm-hmm. But that's a big transformation. It was a big yeah. transformation for me. And it has really helped. And now I came to a point, okay, now I'm very energetic. And I was talking to my son. I say, I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's so funny. Because when he was young, you know, I was very energetic and I like to go and have fun. And and I'm like, oh gosh, I'm scared. I feel like I have that energy back again. Okay. After Mm. that transformation, now I feel I have this energy. And I'm like, okay, what do I want to do with this this energy? And then I'm here by myself. What do I do with myself? Yeah. Where did I stop when I became a parent? Because when you become a parent, it's like you you push a stop button for your life, and it's all about your children. And yeah. now he's grown. I had to push a start button about me. But where did I leave myself back then? You know, twenty three mm. years ago. Mm. So that's that's been a transformation for me, and that's yeah. how I, you know I have this energy. So I'm trying to more like like helping the. Uh, I work with the orphanage, you know, I'm trying to do good to give back Mm -hmm. because many people helped me living in Japan as a single mother. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm very focused on. So that was a big transformation. Mm. And now being an emptiness that after so many years, that's another transformation that I'm still working on, you know, managing that. I have so much time now for myself, but I love to study too. I love mm. to study anything psychology. So I keep if I keep telling myself I'm not taking any other certification. Then I find myself every year, like I was taking <laughs> every year, you know. <laughs> Something yeah. else. Yeah. So it's uh, I'm very that's a transformation. I'm very focused on myself right now. Uh mm. it's all about me. Mm-hmm. Anything I'll take two nights, three nights there, go somewhere and just spend time by myself, which I never had that. So yeah. I'm grateful. Wow. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's such a life change, isn't it? When that person who you've kind of built your life around, which was your son and his uh, basketball, it's not needed anymore because he's moved on to his transformation from student to Shakai Jin, working person. And so you have to transform yourself too. And it can't happen overnight because yeah, how many years did it take for you to get to the position where you were before? It wasn't, overnight right it's not so nothing is overnight it's not and it it takes to talk to someone too and that's what, one the other thing I can say to someone who's listening if you are struggling or if you're something is not so well mm. in some of those things there's so many things we need to talk to people people yeah. need people yeah. you know so even though I you know I'm a coach myself I know I can tell and build in this awareness but really it takes sometimes to talk to someone else. Yeah. And when you talk to someone, they can see 
in a different perspective and they can see things that you don't see about yourself. Yeah, definitely. So that really helped having that and realizing, like I used to say, oh, I don't like cooking. And then my mentor coach was like, why is it that you don't like cooking? And then when we start working together, I realized it's not like I don't like cooking. It's actually because I had no choice and I had to cook every day, you know, as a mom. And so it's I not fun, I right? actually yeah. like to cook. It was okay. just that pressure of like mm. no choice. You have to cook. You have yeah. like, yep. another threat in the house. You yep. have to be mindful of it. It's like you have to, you have to, you have to. And you're like, I'm done. I don't want to. Yeah. Give me a night off or three. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I never want to think about what's for dinner again, basically. Yeah. But right. then, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning the cooking example, because I'm, that's exactly the same. I really am not thrilled about cooking. And then I see all these TV shows where the mums are like cooking. Oh, I love making all this food for my children and bentos. And I'm like, oh, that makes me want to scream. But I would like to enjoy cooking. How do people, how does one do that? You know, yeah. first is to find out if why you don't like cooking. Once yeah. you start digging with that, you'll be so surprised what. Oh, I what think I know why. It's because I was made to cook when I was a teenager. I was cooking dinner for my family when my mother was busy, right? So mm -hmm. she had a job. And so I was like the person who went to the supermarket and bought food and cooked for our family. So these days I hate going to the supermarket and buying food and cooking. My husband doesn't mind though, so he just went to the supermarket for us and he's going to cook our food this weekend. So I'm very grateful for his uh, enthusiasm about those tasks. But Monday to Friday, I'm like, oh, come on. How we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, having sometimes what I, for me, what I've realized, like you said, you started cooking and being a teenager, there's still something in, like, it's, I don't think you really wanted to to do it but you had to do it for your family and then that's something that kind of keeps inside stays you know, with you somewhere. Yeah. it's stored somewhere in the brain and it's still like why do i have to keep doing this like you feel like this is a big responsibility by the end of the day maybe one day you're gonna be so surprised to realize like you actually like cooking like yeah you know yeah, I, yeah, I'm wondering, because obviously this is a decision I made when I was like 12 or 13, right? That I don't mm. like cooking because I have to do this and or something. So yeah, maybe it's time to change that mindset, but I still hate cooking Yeah, <laughs> today. That's, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's the mindset and that brings mm. that part of you that is still stuck back in the 12 years. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's the another topic when we talk about childhood, you know, like, yeah, we really, I think it's very important to actually revisit the childhood because uh, so many things that we don't really realize they affecting us today, but this comes all the way from our childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Something we decided or we're told yeah. when we were younger. Yeah. Or some we... experience that you experience and they kind of like for me, and I, I'm sharing this in hope. Somebody might mm. be inspired or know, uh, maybe try to seek help because like for me, I lost my my mom when I was a teenager. I was so mm -hmm. young. Mm -hmm. And after that, you know, it was kind of crazy, like life changes. Yeah. And then because I didn't know I was traumatized, you know, I kept going and I'm okay. I'm past. I'm able to talk about, you know, the situation. I'm, I'm able to talk about her passing without not really feeling like I want to cry, you know, 
But I was so surprised uh, when I was again doing my mental coaching because I realized I go to medical checkups every six months. Right. And I, I didn't know why I was doing this, you know. And mm. after when I was working with my mental coach, I realized it was the fear I had for what would happen if I die and my son is young. Right. So it was, the, I had this fear that I never knew it was existing mm. of me dying and leaving my son. But yeah. I actually, because of the way I felt, so I was so fearful my son not to fear, but I did not know. Right. You didn't see that connection between your action and your feelings. And I didn't even know I had those feelings because yes. it's been so many years. Right, right. But it was there. I didn't there. even think. Mm. Until when I was working with that and I realized, oh, okay, I'm doing all this because I have fear. And this is the fear of me dying and leaving my son at a young age. Yeah. Okay, where is this coming? Oh, this is coming from me losing my mom and Yeah. So these are the things like really visiting our childhood is really, really, I think, very important. It kind of help us. As yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 And increasingly, we have a lot of... Um, places where you can get help with these kinds of things in Japan yeah it hasn't always been like that and even in help in English yeah you don't have to suffer through Japanese uh, counseling you can get uh, counseling in English in English these days. and the, the other thing is they even have the um the tail which is actually tell yes tail is free that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, we should put the, that in the show notes for anyone who needs to find it. Tell has been around for a long time and it's still serving the, the population of foreigners who live in Japan. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm excited. And I also think finding a community, you know, there's always some, some community for everyone. You know? Oh, there is. Yeah. And that's why I started this podcast in the first place was because I didn't have a community. I was so alone and isolated. And I just thought, where are all the women like me? I can't seem to find them. Mm -hmm. And or how can we hear about each other and what they're doing? Uh, people are doing all around Japan. So that's why we started this show. Well, here I said we again. We, we're a we now. I have an assistant now, but it was just me in the start. <laughs> just me uh, and my iPhone in the start. But that was the catalyst for starting this was because I felt so alone. And that was part of why I was quite unhappy you know, in Japan, because I was alone. It was just me and my kids and my husband here <laughs> in Fukushima. So, yeah, it's so important to have that community. Mm -hmm. um, Whatever that might look like for you, I've heard of women here who have started martial arts and just found a wonderful community that supports them through that. Some people find it through their church or a sport. Some people find it through uh, what their kids are doing. And I'm just noticing I spend a lot of time at baseball. Perhaps mm -hmm. you found this with your son's basketball. <laughs> you know, yeah, you do meet some. Yeah, when you first said about your son going to baseball, I was like, please talk to me if you need help. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Mary. I will let you know. Because I mean, your son was doing some serious basketball, wasn't he? It wasn't just like, oh, it's a Saturday morning and we go and we play for a little bit. And then we go home. Mm -mm. No. no, he was on all stars in uh, elementary school, junior high school. He was high school all the, every year, all the three years, winter cup in, uh, you know, that's high. We used to be number one or two in Kanaga Prefecture. Wow. But that comes with a lot of sacrifice. Oh, like, God, yes. Yeah, and a lot of traveling. 
So, traveling, yes, right. And the parents yeah. have to be involved in all of this, right? It's not just send your kid off and give them a bento. Yeah. And say, see you later. I, I was shocked <laughs> when he said he didn't want to join a professional team. Most of his friends are now playing professional, but he decided he didn't want to. Yeah. Well, why did he decide? Because he could play professional potentially, couldn't he? He's at that level, right? He could have yeah. become a professional player, but he decided to go the the working route yeah he wanted to be a sponsor someday for basketball right because right. uh, he said uh, they don't have so many sponsors so uh right so that's he's a thinker but uh yeah you know, he's, he's still in the, that world like the connections even, will be know, handy yeah one day you I'm know sure. and that's okay the joys of motherhood yeah let's so, talk about the joys of motherhood yeah tell me mary so, so uh you know my even on my Facebook, you see, I used to have boys, you know, so many years since elementary school, you know, junior high school, but interesting high school. So the basketball team, they used to come here in my house. I'll cook for them. <laughs> they will yeah. play music. They will do takoyaki, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I have so many pictures, even graduation when they graduated high school, they had the ceremony. But guess what? After the ceremony, the whole group came here. Oh, you know, and I'll cook for them. I'll do nabe. I'll do everything mm, for them. But you, you made know, them welcome, they... right? You, they were welcome in your house. That's potentially the only place they were welcome, right? Yeah, I yeah. think. And uh, my, yeah. you know, they have uh, the high school team had, uh, you know, few mixed Japanese, but most of them also is Japanese. But mm. they feel free to come. But, you know, the thing is, the reason why I bring this is because now if I want to go to a basketball game like this, it, most of the teams, you know, there's a kid that I know, I don't <laughs> even pay for the games. It's like, you just my name is on the list. Yeah, okay, yeah. mama is going. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mary's coming. Make sure there's a seat for Mary. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's the joy of uh, parenting. So I'm getting those treats from the boys, uh, which is fun. Mm. Fun. But uh, like I say, he's still in that world. You know, he's actually doing part-time coaching with the Spadrin, the the company, the sports that sells. Oh wow! Mm. Yeah, so he's still co connected. It's not all with for that. nothing. That's right. Yeah, that's, I'm sure it's going to come full circle one day in some way. It'll be amazing. And how lovely that, yeah, that those those boys, yeah, they still remember you and all of the time you <laughs> you spent cooking all the food and letting them hang out in your house. And I'm sure it was a joy for you. It's a joy to see them doing what they're doing now, right? It's, it's sort of a, a lovely, not a payback, but a kind of reward or something for all of that, all of that yeah, time you gave and, them. Yeah. yeah, and that comes back with like, you know, maybe I came here, I did not know anybody, but you know, I'm okay and I make okay this is where I am this is home for me I mean home is where you are right and with that you know I, emb I embrace I talk to these boys I mentor them some of them cannot even tell their parents what they are going through yeah. so I I pick that role too you know kind of coaching and mentoring some of these boys because mm. they'll feel free to to tell me what's going on and that you can make sure they're safe while they're hanging out with their friends. That's really a huge service that you, you did for those boys. And their, yeah, so their my parents. home is more like, a, it was also more like a safe place. And yeah. they still come. In, like when I do our, the orphanage, when mm. the, some of the boys, whenever they are open, they're like, okay, I want to go help. Last yeah. year we had some of them come and 
they had a good time playing with those kids. You know? Oh, that would have been wonderful for the orphanage children to meet them and hang out with the older kids. And yeah, yeah. They, they were so happy. They're like, oh, they are all Ikemen. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I only bought the Ikemens for you. <laughs> I'm like, to me, I'm like, okay, I'm teaching them, you know, there's life beyond yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and it's so beautiful when you are able to live the life beyond yourself. Mm. And do not take life for granted. You know, if you have everything, you have your mom, your dad, your food, somewhere to stay. That's, there are some people who are suffering, you know, mm -hmm. like it's okay to, to help people, you know, be grateful. So I'm teaching all these things through those uh community service you know mm, 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 mm. yeah yeah you do but great it's very work with, with yeah. the orphanages and things that's fantastic yeah i really love how every year you have put a lot of effort into trying to make the christmas time special for the kids who are in orphanages i think it must be really wonderful for them to have that have you and your yeah, soccer, uh, not soccer, basketball people. boys show up? Oh my goodness, what a highlight! Yeah, yeah, I like to. Uh, you know, there's one girl one day. The reason why I decided I want to do it every year is because there's the one girl, I think she's 80, years, she was 80 years old, now she's 10. She asked, she asked me one day, I brought a lot of um craft materials, and on a you know, on a regular summer day, and they, she asked me, Why are you doing these to us? and that really touched me. And, uh, you know, the the answer is, you know, you want to give them hope. And that's the thing, you know, your, your current situation is not your permanent, you know, your current yeah. story doesn't have to be your tomorrow's story. You can change mm. that story. Mm -hmm. Again, it's your mindset. Yeah. Are you going to live as a victim or do you want to become a survivor? Mm. You know? Yeah. Just because you didn't get love from your parents, you know, it doesn't mean that the world doesn't love you. So there's mm. people who cares about you. So that's the message I try to to deliver when I'm talking. Because when I go there, I talk to all those girls, you know, I talk mm. to especially the uh, middle-aged junior high school. Yeah, the ones and, who are uh, older. Boys, yeah. You know, mm. and uh, that's the message. And not just those kids who are there, you know, everybody like, if you're going through something, right now just mm. that's your current but you can change your tomorrow but how do you do that by changing your mindset mm. perspective you know seeking help mm. there's so many ways to 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 actually go there where you mm -hmm. want to be mm -hmm. yeah yeah they, yeah it, i feel like finally now i have more bandwidth to be able to do and help in this way whereas when my kids were smaller i i just couldn't get out like <laughs> getting through the day was enough but now that they're a bit older and they can do more things for themselves it's it's great to feel that yeah it's my turn i can take a turn now to to be a helper and things so if you're feeling like you want to help but you can't yet don't worry your turn is coming right you can yeah and now mary you're at a time in your life where you can help right you have this yeah. time and this energy this extra energy <laughs> yes this extra yeah. energy that's a good yeah. point uh you know just because you're not capable you know like if you have little kids you know some people are working and still going to school it's okay you know you have to help yourself fast to be able to help others yeah that's you know? right Mm. Again, being kind to your uh, to yourself. We are so much 
trained to be like for me where I grew up it was more about the person next to you your neighbor take care of your neighbor take care of but I don't remember even one day where I was taught take care of yourself be kind to yourself Mm, that's interesting yeah I I don't remember but I know the values I was in which I really truly am grateful for because I was trained to to be kind to others to love everybody you know, to think about, and I think that's where it's also coming from. And that's why I like to help people. But I had to learn how to, to love myself, to take care of myself and to be kind to myself Mm. and to, to agree that I'm not perfect. Because if I'm perfect, then I'm not growing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're done. You're finished. (laughs) I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not much fun being done, right? Actually, it's the yeah. growing part that's the fun part. And that's what people think. It, people think it's getting to the goal, but actually it's it's on the way there. That's the, the important part, right? Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy be, that. Be, knowing that you're not perfect gives you the chance to actually look for more, you know, mm. to be, look for more. And the more you look for more, the more you learn more and you grow. So that's how I see it. Mm. And I think yeah. that's where the setting goal of three, five years comes from, because by the time you get to your five years goal, you are in a different life, you know, life. Totally. Right. And then you need another goal for the next five years because you're going to be. So if that's how we have to be learning something. We have to be doing something. There's no day that you are going to be like, I'm good with what I would do. I'm okay with my life now. If that's it, that's me. Like you're just waiting to, to go, <laughs> go to heaven or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's my, my the, way I, the way I see it. <laughs> mm. And that state is not going to last you very long. You're no. going to be unhappy fairly soon afterwards, I think. Right. It's, yeah. It's always that achievement, um, having an impact on something, striving for something that gives us that joy that we're actually looking for. It's not, being at point B, which we're trying to get to. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, you don't have to do, you know, like you said, you, not everybody has a chance to be able to help that by looking for a hobby, you know, mm-hmm. even if it's crafting, you know, it's anything mm-hmm. that if you have family, like if all you do is to take care of your family, you're going to get bored. That's how human being we are doing one thing. You're going to get bored. But if you're doing something, even if it's with the family, you know, like going for a hike, mm-hmm you know, or doing some craft or doing anything that makes you happy, something that is different. Mm. That's what kind of motivates you. Like, again, that's how I see it. You have to have some kind of Mm. something that is different to keep going. The variety. My job. Mm. Yeah. I think even with my job, like I'm always doing something else. I'm teaching things like they are not on my PD. Mm-hmm. position description but mm-hmm. those are the things that really motivates me to actually even focus more on my job because mm. it's different it's yeah. something i mm. want to it's not yeah, something yeah. that i have to yeah and if it's all you do then yeah it's not great is it right. yeah that was what i was reading recently it was like human happiness comes from variety having impact on something that you're doing and striving for something mm-hmm. you might it might not be happy um, doing everything, but the combination of that equals happiness, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And having peace of mind basically is the top on top of it all, right? Having peace of mind, doing for, having variety, 
having impact and you know striving for for something growing striving for something learning something yeah it's mm. the it's the recipe for for happiness what we all want it's not actually having a flash house or a nice car and and all the money in the bank that doesn't that that would be nice okay. to be comfortable while you're doing all those things but <laughs> they just those alone are not and there's a difference of saying i'm happy and i'm the feeling of being happy you know you may have that car and nice beautiful house and you'll be like i'm happy but inside really are you happy you know mm. but when you make that impact you know like the other day you went to help uh with the kodomo shokundo yeah right that was that's like a different feeling completely different it was such a small thing that we did but it was like wow we we helped here we contributed i want to do it again yeah definitely very valuable yeah, it's actually the small things that have more happiness i mean impact in people's life the small things like sometimes we just take for granted just like even waking up in the morning you know getting up in the morning you know there so i i'm grateful with that you know the first thing i say before i get out of the bed is like oh i'm grateful to be to see another day because yep. and i'm healthy you know so we have this social conditioning and we are you know internet this internet thing you know and it's like you've seen people's life and some sometimes we might get stuck with those people we see in the internet but we really don't know what's going through them and then we feel like we want to be like them and that's where all these uh, mental health issues is coming from you know because mm -hmm. we change our thinking i think uh we, we change the way we think we forget who we are again goes back to self-awareness i think that's a very good place to start like building the self-awareness mm. Yeah. All righty. Yeah, we've had Mary's recipe for <laughs> for a happy life here in Japan today. I've enjoyed hearing about all the things that you do and and hearing a little bit more about your son because I've seen pictures of him and he's so handsome and tall and and how he's doing with his basketball and stuff. So, yeah, it's what you have achieved, Mary, is really fantastic. It's an inspiration to all of us that we can really do anything here in Japan and that we can give back to Japan and contribute back to our communities as well. Thank you so much for being on the show today. It was lovely to connect with you. Thank you. Nice. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm so happy to be here and I just hope like uh, someone who is going through someone can actually see the light. Yeah. Is it help. okay if anyone reaches out to you if they want some direction how to get help or something would that be okay sure uh, that's what i'm here for yeah like, i mean that i if i can make one person's life better then i feel the purpose of living yeah great we'll put that in the show notes so if you feel like oh i'd love to connect with mary then you can find that how to do that there thank you so much mary thank you for having me i hope you have a lovely weekend yeah thank you 